What's up, guys? Let's get this weekend started on the right note. Welcome to the Out of the Pen podcast here on Trackstar Sports. I am Eric Boston, and the man with me, as always, Mr. Ryan Cameron. How are we doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Eric. How are you doing tonight? Man, you know, I'm sitting here. I'm watching these uh, scores roll in right now, and uh, my, my heart's heavy, man. These the, My Royals, they just can't get it done. We are currently down in the top of the 11th. I mean, there, there's a little bit of hope, but, oh, man, it's going to be such a long season, Ryan. I, it, I, I'm, it I'm glad to have the, the Indians, man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you know, uh, we did get a win today. Uh, we had Kluber starting. So, anytime you have Kluber starting, you expect a win. Definitely, definitely. So, guys, you know the deal. We are on Trackstar Sports. Uh, make sure you jump on to social media, follow Trackstar Sports on Twitter. That's uh, at Trackstar Sports, and that's Trackstars with a Z. Um, you know, make sure that uh, you go on to iTunes, go on to Google Play, and subscribe. Follow the uh, podcast. These new shows each and every Saturday, uh, right to you. And we're going to be doing, um, you know, a lot of good talking tonight, right? I- I'm I show. How-, how are you feeling about it? I'm feeling really good, man. I'm talking. I'm ready to talk some young talent and. In- in- in the MLB along with the AL East, you know, so it's going to be an exciting episode for everyone. Definitely. Definitely. Well, let's, let's just jump into it, Ryan. I'm, I'm with you, man. It, you know, it's that time of the year in the baseball world where you start seeing the top prospects getting called up and not because they necessarily needed to wait a few weeks into the season because of their talent, but because of a little something we like to call service time. So before we jump into these guys that have been called up over the last few days, Ryan, I just want to take a second and break down uh, this whole process just real quickly uh, for the people that may not know. So the reason you see top prospects getting called up um, a few weeks instead of just starting right out of spring training with the big league club is because if you wait till a certain date, you can actually push their service time back and get an extra year of control on that player. Um, so service time guys is a full year uh, in the, in the big league. Uh, after you get through your third season, you qualify for arbitration. I'm sure you guys have heard that where players get raises, you know, sometimes they can't agree on it and an arbitrator comes in and sets that uh, price each year. But the, the big thing there is that, you know, they can get that extra year of team control before those players can hit free agency. That's why we're seeing guys like arguably the top prospect uh, in baseball, Ronald Asuna, coming up with the Braves this week, Ryan. Um, You know, MLB.com had him as their number two prospect in baseball going into the season, uh, only behind one Showtime Otani. Show are definitely a fan of. as soon as made his presence known right out right out the gate, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's he's been hitting pretty well. Uh, it's early, you know. He's only had nine at bats, uh, but he is hitting four forty four with a home run. But it's early. I'm not going to get um, too hyped up about him yet. I think he has, uh, you know, great potential. Um, I think he could be a potential three hundred hitter, and I think he could be a solid outfielder. Yeah, uh, not a lot of power. But, um, you know, 
other than that, I think he's going to be a solid hitter. I think he's going to be a solid outfielder. But I, I'm kind of a wait and see on Acuna. Uh, I, I do – or sooner. I think he's off to a great start, but I want to see what he does for the rest of the year. Yeah, I know I know you said that, um, you know, you don't think he's got a lot of power, but, man, that one home run that he hit was a blast. I mean, it was a no-doubter off of that bat. That was um, a, a monster home run. Um, he must have had some major adrenaline behind him. You know, uh, a thousand at bats, man, a thousand at bats in the minors, only 30 home runs. So, uh, I mean, there's not a ton of power there. Um, but, you know, getting up to the majors, they're going to build some power in them. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he right now, as of right now, he is the youngest player in, in the major. 20 years uh, old. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, he, that what's scary is the only place uh, for him to go is up. So, um, yeah, yeah. Well, because like you said, he's got, you know, in his first nine at bats with the Braves through two games, you know, four hits. Uh, the big thing is, is that the Braves won both of those games, right? So, um, you know, he had a really good spring. A lot of guy, a lot of uh, people were thinking that he deserved to be on the big league roster out of spring training, and then you know these first few weeks in the minors, you know, he just, he he looked kind of average, but he's showing why he is that elite prospect in baseball and that he deserves at the to be at the big league level, even at a very young age. Absolutely. You, you don't see too many people come up at 20 years old anymore. Uh, you know, you don't see many King Griffey juniors out there. Um, so yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, I think he's a great talent and I think he's going to be a, an absolute stud. He's going to, he's a future all-star for sure. Um, I'm just, I'm kind of waiting wait and see mode he is 20 years old and Mm -hmm. baseball is a brutal game you can go uh hit 500 one week and then the next week not even get a hit i want to see how he reacts whenever he has one of those bad weeks Uh, that's how you find out how good a player really is definitely definitely then you know uh one guy who got called up that had has had kind of a rough go of it so far if we jump over to the national league west look at eric lauer with the padres um, 22 year old pitching prospect. He was the number 12 prospect in the Padres organization. But here's why I want to definitely take a minute and talk about Eric Lauer is that we look at the Padres. We know, you know, we've talked uh, in episodes about them spending the money on Eric Hosmer. Um, they've got, you know, young talent in the lineup, right? They've got Hosmer, they got Myers, they've got prospect on the way and Fernando Tatis Jr., right, um, mm-hmm. that's going to do big things. Um, Hunter Ren- Renfro, you know, lots of guys on the offensive side of the ball. But what p- the Padres have to do is build up that pitching and get guys they can rely on. And Eric Lauer is one of those guys that they really need to be a building block that can help solidify that rotation, that can, you know, translate that, you know, pretty good lineup into a contending team, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, they the Padres have a lot of top prospects, actually. You know, uh, down the board, oh, yeah. um, Adrian Morjon, left-handed pitcher. You know, he's rated as the 48th best prospect right now. Cal Cantrell, right-handed pitcher, rated the 38th. Uh, you know, 35, they have a second baseman, uh, Luis Chirales. I mean, they all up and down the top 100 prospect list, man. So um, they're doing things right in San Diego, and it is going to take them a little time to uh, get this going and everything. Eric Lauer, uh, you know, he's not off to a hot start with an 18 ERA. But, um, you know, I think they brought him up a little early, Eric. Um, 
honestly, I mean, he was only eight and 10 in the minors. Um, you know, like you said, 22 years old. Um, you know, I think they maybe brought him up a little early, but they're kind of forced to. Yeah. Well, and in the situation that they brought him up into, you know, dip, definitely didn't play him any favors. No, you know, he comes out and gets his first MLB appearance in, um, in Colorado against the Rockies, which is not an easy place to go out and pitch, obviously. And then on top of that, uh, Mother Nature was making it rough on him, too. You know, there was uh, snow and freezing rain that caused a uh, delay during the game, and he just couldn't settle in. Um, you know, he had ended up being uh, an 8-0 loss for the Padres on the day. Uh, Lauer allowed seven runs, six of them earned on six hits, and he walked four uh he definitely you know he said that that he just couldn't quite get settled in uh and he expects a lot better out of himself and honestly i think he's gonna be a solid prospect you know we're not talking about someone that's on the same level as asuna for the braves but i think he can be a good middle of the rotation guy for the padres and that's as good a start as any to really you know figure out okay who are our guys going forward? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I, you know, once again, I'm I'm gonna say it again. I'm just a little surprised that they brought him up. Uh, you know, he, out of all the pitchers that they have here on this top prospect list, he's not even on it. So I, I would be intrigued to talk with the general manager and and you know see what it was about him that that kind of made him bring up. I mean, his even his minors numbers weren't outstanding. You know, um, yeah. I mean, his strikeout rate, 165 innings pitched, 182 strikeouts. That's really impressive, you know. Uh, but he, he did, um, you know, he has a losing record in the minors, 3.04 ERA. Um, so, I mean, it sounds like he's he still got a lot of work to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get sent back down to the minors um, here in the near future, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, whenever you look at it, he hasn't been in professional ball very long. He was drafted in 2016. He's only the second pitcher out of us to make it to the majors. So, you know, you have a legitimate argument there that, you know, perhaps the Padres rushed him. You know, maybe they just felt like with things not going well in San Diego, why not see what the kid has, what the kid can bring? I mean, maybe he comes in and he succeeds. If not, you send him back down. Absolutely. And, and I think that's what they're going to do. I think he's a filler. Honestly, he's just filling a void right now for them. But I, I do think you'll see him back in the minors. Now, let's stick in the National League West there, Ryan. One guy who looked really good in his debut, and I think uh, the team handled it great, um, is Bueller with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Exactly. Bueller or anywhere? Yeah, anywhere? No. Okay. Anywhere? Right. Cool. Bueller. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we said that Lauer was the number prospect in the Padres organization. Well, Bueller was the number 12 prospect in baseball per MLB pipeline.com uh, heading into this year. And, you know, came out, he got into a great situation where, you know, it was a game that, you know, was already d- decided. He came in out the pin got some uh, run and looked good doing it. You know, was in a low pressure situation and was able to settle in. Um, did you get a chance to kind of check out his outing there, Ryan? 
Um, a little bit. I saw a little bit on it. I watched a little bit in preparation of this show. Um, but you know, I don't know a whole lot about Walker. Um, yeah. But I do know um, from following baseball, like we do, I do know he's highly rated, and um, he's had a, a very good minors career so far. Um, he, he he's a strikeout specialist. I can tell you that much. Um, so, you know, um, in 102 innings pitch, he's got 142 strikeouts. So he knows yeah. how to strike people out, which is important in baseball right now. Um, I can't emphasize that enough. I think I say it on every episode. Um, <laughs> you know, I really do because I think it's that important to have uh, great starting pitching in the MLB right now. Um, so um, coming up in the Dodgers organization right now, that's that's good for him. I can tell you that. Yeah, it's well, better well, than Eric Lauer and coming up with the Padres. You know, whenever you go out there and you step on the mound, you actually have a chance to win games. Um, right. So, you know. Well, let's let's look at his at his uh, outing there, Ryan. Okay, so Bueller's twenty three years old, so he's a year older than Lauer. Like you said, he you know a little more polished. Obviously, his overall standings in the prospects list uh, shows that. But he comes in, allows a leadoff hit to Cargo. Um, just so happens he made his debut against the Rockies as well. Um, but then he was able to settle in, get a double play and a ground out to end his first inning. Um, he ends up throwing two innings of scoreless ball, 26 pitches, 18 of those for strikes. He had two strikes outs, including the National League's top hitter, Charlie Blackman, uh, with, you know, he, got there and it wasn't a swing and a miss no he froze blackman with a nasty slider um bueller's gonna be good he, he got optioned back down to the minors right after that game but it was purely to bring up someone who uh could fill in in the bullpen for the next few days uh he's gonna be back up and they are expecting him to start one of their two games in a doubleheader on saturday so going to be very interesting to see what he does with a start comparing to coming into a um, game that was pretty much already decided in his first outing but whenever you can make someone like Charlie Blackman look kind of foolish um, there's there's a lot of upside there for him uh, for the, uh, you, you got Clayton Kershaw who you know is scheduled to hit the free agent market after this year you don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, you expect the Dodgers to open up the wallet and, and keep them there. But if for some reason Kershaw goes somewhere else, you've got to have guys to, you know, replace that production. Yeah, you do. And uh, on that, I don't think Clayton Kershaw is going anywhere. I don't think you do. You think so either. But no, um, no. it is worth mentioning that he did actually have uh, – Walker Bueller had a start in 2017 in which he won. Um, so, um, you know, he he doesn't have much major league experience. But, you know, coming in the second game, um, a lot more upside than uh, the guy we were talking about in Eric Lauer. Um, you know, but um, – yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how he fits into Los Angeles. I think he's going to be a very solid middle-of-the-rotation type of player. And uh, I think with a little work, you know, he's still young. Maybe he could go up to the two spot in that. Um, I don't see him in, as an ace in the in the majors, but I do see him uh, middle-of-the-rotation type of player. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, you know, you just never know. You never know where they're going to end up. But, I mean, even middle, if you can get good middle-of-the-rotation guys that you can count on each and every fifth outing, then, you know, that's nothing to sneeze at, you know, for no. the major league clubs. So Absolutely not. 
So there's one more guy who got called up this week, Ryan, that I want to talk about. And a little bit because of selfish reasons, I actually uh, drafted him and stashed him on my fantasy team uh, heading into the season. Even though he was going down to the minors, I was like, he's going to be up as soon as, you know, that service time isn't an issue. And sure enough, he was. And that is Gleyber Torres, number five prospect in all of baseball for the New York Yankees. Um, he came out and, and did not look real amazing in his in his first uh, first appearance there for, for the uh, pinstripers. You know, he went 0 for 4 uh, in his debut, stranded six runners uh, on base. Um, I mean, it didn't really matter for the Yankees. They still got a 5-1 victory uh, against the Blue Jays on Sunday, but uh, you know, definitely was expecting, you know, a little bit more out of Torres, you know, to come out and, you know, just – I just think whenever you look at, you know, what the Yankees had with Aaron Judge last year and uh, Sanchez, I mean, we just kind of maybe are expecting these guys now to make a splash whenever they come up for the Yankees. Yeah, I agree. And, and what position is he taking over in New York? <laughs> Shortstop. So, you know, they expect even more, right? Um, they want the next Derek Jeter. He's uh, at second base. Yeah, but he's a he's a natural shortstop is what I'm saying. Um, he's yeah, but do you expect going to, I eventually, you think you, it, eventually, yes, I expect to see him at shortstop. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe not in the next couple of years, but eventually, yes, I do. Um, even, with, even with the way that uh, Didi's playing? Yeah, but are you going to uh, keep Didi for years and years to come? You know, we're talking about a 21-year-old prospect here. You know, I, I don't see it in the in the next few years, but but coming up, yeah, absolutely. I would say five years from now, he's going to be the shortstop for the Yankees. And I think he's going to be a very solid shortstop for the Yankees. Um, you know, the kid can flat-out hit. Um, he doesn't have too much power. Um, and I do want to make this known, uh, he is not Derek Jeter. He is not going to be Derek Jeter. Um, you know, but I do think he's going to be a very solid shortstop for years to come in New York. Um, when his time comes at shortstop, yes, I think he's going to be very solid. Until then, you're, you're right. He's going to play second base. Um, yeah. well, and, and, um, now here's something to think about, Ryan, is, um, you know, you expect him to be a second. You know, obviously, you know, the bat is going to play a little bit better at second. Um but I think something to kind of keep an eye on is the possibility of him ending up at third base for the Yankees as well. Um, you know, they're not set in stone at the hot corner. So that could end up being a play for them, especially with the guys that they have that can play second base right now. Yes, but you know what? Torres doesn't have the arm, in my opinion, to be a third baseman. Um He's definitely more of a second baseman. Shortstop is kind of his range, um, I think. So moving him to third with his arm, I don't know how that would work out. But um, I do what, I do absolutely see what you're saying. But I, I see him more as a second baseman, shortstop. But, um, you know, baseball nowadays, they move players all over the place. Heck, you might see him out in the outfield, you know. Um, he's got a great bat. So they're going to try to get him in the lineup whenever he's ready. So, Oh, yeah. I think, it, I think as long as he kind of – you know, proves himself as being at least an average, you know, major league player right now because he's he's young as well. Um, mm-hmm. 
as long as he, he proves that he can be average and he's not overwhelmed at the big league level, they're going to find a place for him. I mean, he's just too good of a prospect uh, not to get into the lineup. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, um, all these prospects are, are like this. You know, you can go and have a great minors career and come up to the majors and struggle your entire career. We've seen it over and over again. And you can have a subpar minor career and come up to the majors and dominate. Baseball doesn't make sense, people. It just doesn't. You know, you never know what you're going to get. You have to have these players for a couple years before you can really know what they're going to do. Unless you're just that Bryce Harper or, you know, um, that Madison Bumgarner, Clayton Kershaw, you know, those type of stars out there, Mike Trout. You know, um, those are the type of players you know are going to be stars. But for the other 98% of the minors coming into the majors, you never really know until uh, a couple years in. Um, So, you know, there's so many great prospects right now. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., I think he's going to be great. Um, You know, there's so many that we can't spend the whole show talking about him, you know. But, yeah, man, you mentioned earlier, and Fernando Tatis Jr., I think he's going to be pretty good. Um, the Indians have a great catching prospect. He's the 11th overall prospect, uh, Francisco Mayhi. You know, he had a 52-game hitting streak in the minors a couple years ago. I think he's going to be great. You know, so there's so many. Uh, I can't mention them all, but there's so many great players coming up. Um, baseball is going to be set for many years to come. Oh yeah, and you and you beat me to uh, to the punch there a little bit, Ryan. Because I was actually going to try to catch you off guard a little bit and ask you about you know what guys do you see that's still in the Myers that we might could see. And I had kind of scribbled out a little list here, and you named two of the guys I already had wrote down: in Vladimir Guerrero uh, Jr. and Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, a third guy. There, so there's two guys I want to mention, uh, but first the third guy is um, Vlad's teammate and Bo Bichette. Um, the the Blue Jays have a pair of studs on their hand in their minor league system right now, and when they get to the bigs, they are going to cause uh, some trouble, I think, for Boston and New York. Which I mean, we're going to talk about the AL East here in just a few minutes. Um, but I think when those two get up there, it, it's going to make that AL East even more exciting. Yeah, you're right, and you know, uh, Bo Bichette, you know, he's in Double A right now with New Hampshire. Um, you're going to see him in the majors probably next year, the year after that. Um, I would say another couple years you're going to see him up in the majors. Uh, I'm interested to see whether he's going to be a shortstop or second baseman. Uh, yeah. You know, they, but we'll see. But I, I totally agree with you. You know, uh, a player I definitely uh, can tell you will be in the majors this year is uh, Francisco Mayhi for the for the Indians. He's going to be coming up. You know, um, they have uh, what I would call a good void at catcher, uh, you know, because you have two of the better defensive catchers in baseball in Cleveland right now, and but they can't hit worth a lick, you know. Um, yeah. So, Francisco, you're going to see him later in the year. Um, you know, uh, Nick Sensel for the, uh, for the Reds, um, you're going to see him. He's currently in AAA. Um, so, um, you're going to see him come up, especially with them struggling. You know, that's a player I think you're going to see come up. Um, Aloy Jimenez, uh, outfielder for the White Sox. Uh, you know, he's currently in double A, but he's definitely a player. Um, he's struggling a little bit this year, but I do think you're going to see him uh, possibly come up this year. So uh, those yeah. are a few of my kind of under the radar players that I think you might see this year. 
yeah, Jimenez is an interesting name because he's um, you know, definitely getting a lot of love. And with the White Sox, you know, struggling, I think there's going to be the opportunity there for him. Um, I mean, the quicker they can get this these guys up from that very good farm system, the quicker they can get um, turned around uh, in Chicago. So I think you're definitely – I think you're right that you're going to see him probably this year. Yeah, I mean, one name I do want to bring up to you, and I, you've already talked about him a little bit, and I mentioned his name, but Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, he's someone who needs to be talked about. This kid is only 19 years old, but he looks like a 40-year-old man. Okay, he he is a beast. He Through 18 games, he's already got 23 RBIs. Uh, you know, a downside to him, um, he, he strikes out as much as he walks. I don't like that. In the majors, you're going to have to improve upon that. Um, you know, but he is hitting 352, 412 on base percentage. Um, you know, all the numbers you want to see out of a minor leaguer are there. You know, um, he does only have two home runs in 18 uh, games, but but you're gonna you're gonna see that pick up. I mean, the guy, who he has probably one of the best bats in the minors. You know, um, his hitting is out of the roof, and and his power is only gonna get stronger with him being 19 years old. Um, so watch out, Toronto, because Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is coming. I know everyone in Toronto wants it, and it's going to happen. Probably not this year. Uh, in my opinion, I think he's a next-year type of player, um, but he's he's going to be a stud. He could come up in September. I want to say that. But yeah. um, towards calling him up before then, I don't really see it. Well, he had a great spring, and, you know, the um, Blue Jays, you know, they ended their spring training playing uh, exhibition in Montreal, and – you know, he had that great walk-off home run while mm, in Montreal. That, I mean, it just reminded you of his dad. So, I mean, he, he looked like he could be ready in spring training. But, obviously, he, like you said, he's still very young. Um, now, I don't – I wouldn't be surprised if he gets really hot, if he sort of maybe forces their hand, especially if, um, if the – Red Sox and the Yankees start kind of running away with that division, which we're going to get into. Um, but I don't know. I, I could see him maybe forcing the issue. Uh, so it, it's definitely something that I think a lot of people are going to want to watch out for. And I know for me personally, Ryan, and, and I'm not going to dive into this um, or anything. I just wanted to make sure to mention this one guy that I'm interested in seeing um, because of where my loyalties lie as a fan that is Trevor Oaks for Kansas City. He's going to be making his debut tomorrow. Um, pitcher that uh, Kansas City picked up in the offseason. Um, you know, a lot of talk about he could split, you know, middle of the rotation ceiling for him, and we need it. I mean, we, Kansas City needs a lot of stuff right now. So, right, you just got to take what you can get as it comes and get back into that um, contention mode because right now, like we said earlier, it's a struggle in Kansas City. So that's something I'm, I'm going to be watching for tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, but, I will also be watching that. Um, you know, Eric and I are not just uh, MLB fans. You know, we're also, uh, you know, we're baseball fans. So, you know, we follow the minors as well, and we're going to be there all, all year for you on that. We, you know, uh, we have uh, a lot of aspirations of getting some of these players on the show also. So look for that in the future. I have two more things to mention on this, Eric, that I okay. feel like we need to mention. Uh, yeah, Labor Torres sure. uh, from the Yankees. Um, mm-hmm. Don't forget how the Yankees got him <laughs> in that trade for Chapman, right? Um, right? 
the Cubs were willing to give him up, and they got Chapman back, what, four months later? <laughs> Chapman oh, yeah. went, had a ring in Chicago, and uh, the Yankees made out in that. You know, the Yankees aren't always very strategic, but in that, that trade, man, to get a player like Torres in that trade and to get Chapman back three year, or three months later, essentially four months later, that's, that was a, a very special trade for them. And one other name okay. I'm going to give you, and for me this is a perennial all-star, and you guys can quote me on this in three years. This is a perennial all-star MVP-type talent. And that is Victor Robles uh, for the Washington Nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, he's currently hurt right now. He's he's on the seven-day DL. Uh, he's in the AAA system for them in Syracuse. This kid is going to be a star. And um, I do think he will make an appearance this year in the minors or in the majors. Um, so remember that name, Victor Robles. I think he is going to be a star for them. He's an outfielder. I don't really know where they're going to put him in the outfield, but whenever he comes up, he is going to be a huge impact for them alongside Bryce Harper if Bryce Harper stays in Washington. Um, which, I mean, all signs are pointing to him not, so Robles mm. is going to be a huge factor there. I think you're right. Um, you know, it, it's a good time for baseball in general. I mean, there's a ton of really good prospects right now, and it's making the game exciting, keeping – you know, fans invested in it. Um, man, right? I'm sitting here watching the score scoreboard right now, and the you know, kind of sad uh, Cincinnati Reds are putting it on Minnesota tonight. They've got a 15 spot on the board, and, and Minnesota is is really struggling right now. Uh, I mean, they are struggling hard runs. right now. Minnesota's mm-hmm. nine runs up, but geez, 15 runs for Cincinnati. That's that's not the point. I just saw that. I was like, holy. Cow, look at that, you know. Well, I believe a couple of days ago they put over a 10 spot on the Braves as well. Hmm. Well, so, um, you know, I mean, if you're <laughs> only knows? Getting, if you're only getting a few wins, you might as well uh make them count, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, why not, right? Um <laughs> Go Reds. I I take that back. I take it back. They they scored 9 runs on them, but it was still pretty close. Yeah. So, hey, Ryan, before we um Jump into our main discussion topic today. I want to um, take just a second and um, get the get some of the listeners to do me a favor. Uh, if you guys listen to Out of the Pen uh, and you own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store, download the Podcast Republic app. Uh, it is fantastic. It allows you to get all your favorite podcasts directly onto your Android devices. I use it. I love it. It's so easy. I can go and search whatever podcast I want, set them as a favorite, have them pop up right on my phone, a click away, um, and be able to listen to all my favorite shows, right? Uh, make sure you go on there whenever you download it and search Trackstar Sports uh, in the search bar or find us in the favorite section on there. Um, set us as your favorite. Listen to all the shows across the network. Make sure you listen to new episodes of Out of the Pen podcast each and every Saturday, and you can do it right there on the Podcast Republic app on all of your Android devices. So make sure you check them out. It's great. You know they are a great company, uh, and we are uh, you know just thrilled to be partnering up with them for sure. Absolutely, I've been telling everyone of my friends with an Android uh, to go out and download this app. 
And I've already had a couple come back to me and tell me how much they love it. So absolutely, everyone go out there and download that. Awesome, awesome. So, Ryan, our our main discussion this week, we are going to be looking at the American League East. Um, do you have that? Uh, do you have that division right there handy, Ryan? Can you tell us what we're looking at in the AL East this week? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we'll do a rundown right now of the standings in the AL East. You know, you have the Red Sox out to a, a great start at nine and six. You have the Yankees be, uh, three and a half games behind at fifteen and nine. Uh, so the Yankees are, are starting to turn it on. You have the Blue Jays a uh, game and a half behind them at 14 and 11. You have Tampa Bay in fourth at 13 and 11. Tampa Bay right now is on a seven-game winning streak. Um, and then you have Baltimore in last right now at seven and 19 already, 12 and a half games at a first. Yeah, Boston, they are off to a great start. Um, but, you know, even as dominant as they have been, one thing that happened last week is that high-powered offense got no hit by Oakland pitcher Shamanaya last week, Ryan. I know, and man, that was that was so special to watch. Too, um, there were a couple close plays, but for the most part, he he, he threw a straight no hitter. It wasn't really close, man. And you know, it definitely was special. It was um, tough for you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of torn being a Royals fan. Obviously, we we uh, traded him to Oakland as part of the um, Ben Zobris deal back in 2015. Um, even at the time that the trade went down, I was of the mindset of I wish we had traded Kyle Zimmer or maybe uh, Miguel Amante, you know, one of those guys uh, instead of Manaya because I just thought he had the stuff. And obviously, he's proven that he does. Um I don't know if you've seen it, Ryan, but he's actually uh, went out and extended those uh, innings of uh, no-hit ball um, to set a major league record. Uh, he he went it to he ran his uh, hitless innings to fourteen. Wow! Against Houston, mm-hmm. so I, he's not doing them against slouches. He's doing them against two of the top teams in the American League. Um, so it is definitely impressive, and I think Shamanaya is a guy that everyone's going to want to watch out for. But you know, this is not a talk about Shamanaya. This is a talk about the American League East and Boston. You know, I, we said it a couple weeks ago. I think we're going to see them run this thing from start to finish and end up at the top uh, of the division. How, how are we feeling about that? You know, I'm feeling good about that. I do want to mention one last thing about Sean Maniah. I understand we're in the AL East, but the kid is a stud. This is not a one-game wonder. You know, he he's he's pitching fantastic. Unfortunately, he's in a bad organization. He's already got four wins this year, throwing a 1.03 ERA. I mean, that's that's so impressive. And he's still young, Eric. He's only 26 years old. So, you know, um, definitely not a one fluke there. Um, he's going to be a great, uh, great starter. So, but yes, I do agree with you that I, I do see Boston staying atop this division. You know how I feel about the Yankees. Um, they, however, the Yankees are on a six-game winning streak right now. They've got a plus thirty-five and run differential right now. Um, all of us know they're going to score a lot of runs. Uh, they lead the AL uh, currently in runs scored. So um, you know they're going to give you that. Um, so I don't, I don't know. You know, <clears throat> I just have a tough time with New York. But I mean, you you made the you made the hottest take that we've had on the show to this point, and uh, 
our very first episode, right? You said the Yankees are not going to make the playoffs this year. Two I did say it. Two weeks later, are you still standing by that? I'm standing by it. I, I just don't think, you know, um, their pitching staff is going to hold up well enough for them to, to make a run. Um, you know, you texted me the other day, actually, asking me, hey, Ryan, you know, these bats are starting to heat up. What do you think? You know, and, and hey, there's no question that the bats are going to be there for them. Um, you know, and I do want to apologize to Yankees fans. I want to say this now. I do want to apologize to Yankees fans because on that first episode, and you can ask Eric this, as soon as I got off the phone, I said, man, I can't believe I said besides CC Sabathia, they don't have any other, you know, great starters because they do, right? I mean, they have Sonny Gray there who uh, through this far of his, uh, thus far in his career has pitched really, really great, you know, so uh, you can't forget about Luis Severina, uh, so uh, Tanaka, I don't think, is a top-notch uh, pitcher, and you're not going to convince me of that. But, um, you know, so they do have a couple other arms in their starting rotation. But uh, whenever you look at the AL, the AL is dominated by pitching staffs, and um, I just don't see them in the top tier of that pitching staff. So, um, yes, I'm standing by it. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, obviously the Yankees kind of proved, hey, we're willing to go out and we're – going to get pitching like they did with Sonny Gray, would we really be surprised for them to go out at the deadline this year and add to that pitching? I, I wouldn't be. I mean, they've that's just what the Yankees do, right? Whenever they go out and they get it, whether it's spending money or making trades, and they've got, you know, the assets to make a trade for a good pitcher. We just got to see who's available at the trade deadline, basically. You're right. And I still see Toronto uh, creeping up to the second spot by the end of the year and taking over that spot. And uh, that's why I believe the Yankees are going to miss the playoffs. But, you know, they are playing great baseball right now. Um, Their bats are starting to wake up, and their pitching has been pretty decent over the last week. So they are playing good baseball, but it's a long season. It it is a long season. I mean, I still can't quite go there with you. I I think the Yankees are going to be number two in the division, and I think they're going to get a wild card spot. Um, if nothing else, because, you know, the central, it's going to be Cleveland, right? There's not going to be a wild card contender in the central. Um, the West, there's more, um, teams that can contend out there, obviously with the Astros and then the Angels. Um, but I think you're probably going to see the Yankees and, I, I don't know. I don't know where I want to go yet in predicting the West. It's too close between those two teams for me. But I think you're going to see the Yankees playing an American League West team in the wild card. Uh, but like, unless injured, so good. Yeah. So good. See, that's where we differ is that I have a lot more belief in Seattle than I do New York. Um, and see, that's where we differ a little bit. Um, I think Seattle is a sleeping giant, and um, whenever they wake up, I mean, they're 14-11 right now, so it's not like they're playing bad. Um, I've said it uh, once on the show, and I'll go ahead and say it again. Your goal in, in, in April is to have a 500 or above, and, and you're good, okay? So, um, you know, they're sitting at 14-11, so they're still my pick over New York. Uh, I think you're right. It's going to come down to uh, Seattle and New York, I think, for that final wild card spot by the end of the year. And I, I just think Seattle has a little more. Okay. 
So let, let's talk. Let's talk about the two teams that are in the bottom of this division for a minute, Ryan. We got Tampa Bay, eleven thirteen, as you said, and maybe somewhat surprised more seven and nineteen. Both would have expected Tampa Bay to be at the bottom of that division. And honestly, while we're thinking about it, Tampa Bay could have a pitcher that the Yankees could make a run at. Like, could, could this be the year that Tampa Bay finally trades Archer, Chris Archer? I mean, he, he's been in those trade rumors for several seasons now. It seems like his name is always coming up. Do you think he makes it through the year in Tampa? No, but I don't think he goes to New York because I don't think New York is going to give up enough to get him. Um, look, Tampa Bay has a huge asking price on, on Archer. They always have, and I don't think that the Yankees are going to pull the trigger and give up top prospects to get him. But, yes, I do think he will be traded at the trade deadline, just not to New York. Okay, and then you got you got Baltimore. It's at 719. And they have one of the best players in the game set to hit free agency in this star-studded free agent class that's coming up in Manny Machado. Um, I mean, if they are going to be staying at the bottom of this division, do we really expect them? I don't know. That is the most interesting question of the year towards the trade deadline anyways I should say um, will the Orioles hold on to Machado <clears throat> and I don't think they do um, because you're going to lose him in the offseason you need to strike while you can and you've already wasted options because you could have let this guy go in the offseason and actually got a pretty good return for him because someone's getting a full year out of him right but instead now you're waiting until the trade deadline um which they don't have to wait till the trade deadline. Let's make that clear. But um, they're going to. They're going to wait until the trade deadline uh, and, and try to convince them to stay. But he's not staying in Baltimore. Um, the Baltimore Orioles will trade him. Um, I'm very interested to see who he's going to go to. That's for sure. Um, you know, um, there's so many teams that could go after him. And that could be someone that he could go to is the Yankees, uh, possibly. Now, you're talking about D.D. moving to third, possibly, for him to go there, because wherever he's going to go, he's going to want to play short. Um, and if you're the Orioles, you don't really care that you're trading them to an in-division in uh, team because you're going to be way out of the race, right? So it doesn't really matter for you this year. So the Yankees are always, whenever it comes to a big-name player, always one of the first teams that pops into my mind because they're going to have the money to back it up if they want, which would be a huge mistake, a huge mistake, because they need to spend money on their pitching staff, not their lineup. They have a good line. They have a great lineup. They do not need to spend any more money on their lineup. Um, but I could see them possibly trading for Machado uh, at the trade deadline uh, just to get an even better lineup going into possibly the playoffs. Okay. Um you know, I, I'm with you. I think we're going to see Machado moved. Um, I'm not ready to make a prediction yet, but I'll tell you guys this. As we get closer to that trade deadline, we are going to have a trade prediction show. So make sure you're paying attention for that because 
me and Ryan, we are going to put our word out on where we think some of these top guys are going to go. And you can bet without a doubt Machado is going to be part of that conversation. And I promise I will have an opinion for that show. <laughs> Just not tonight. Because I, I think there's, there's too many factors that uh, can come into it. I mean, the Yankees, that could be – That'd be a very interesting move. I'll just say that. That'd be a very I'm going to give you an even more interesting move. And hear me out here. If the Philadelphia Phillies somehow stay in this race, they are a team that will go after Machado. Hmm. Right? I mean, why wouldn't they? Even if you could get him for a half a year, because he's probably not going to resign in Philadelphia. And if right. Philadelphia falls off the map, why do this? But I'm saying if they're still up there in contention, because they're playing really good baseball right now. But if they stay up there in contention, that is a team I could definitely see uh, spending a lot to get him. Yeah, I mean, the Phillies, have, they, they've had a good week. They're sitting in 16-9, and nine, actually tied for the division <laughs> lead with the Mets. Um, yeah, I mean, they've got the assets to make a trade happen. I, I don't know that I'm, that I'm a believer that the Phillies are going to be there at that point in the season. But like we've said over and over, it's baseball. You just never know. Yeah, and I'm not a believer either. Uh, I want to make that clear. I don't think that they they will still be there. But this division is is so weird right now. (laughs) But we're not on the NL East. But um, yeah, I just wanted to to mention that team. But um, I want to talk a little bit about the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, You know, they are currently on a three game losing streak, um, but. But, you know, um, oh, just got breaking news. Otani is hurt. That is not good for the Angels, folks. That is not good. Uh, high ankle sprain. Um, so that is not good. But, um, you know, the Blue Jays are always that team that seems to find their way in the playoffs and lose right away, right? I mean, um, they're just that team. Um, so, what do you think about them? You know, um, do you think that they have the talent this year to to make a run at this? I mean, they've got um, a, a subpar outfield. Um, they've got a, a pretty good infield, and they've got some some definitely some uh, great starters on their on their rotation. Uh, so, what do you think about them? Do you think that they can uh, make a run at it? Uh, finish second, maybe in the division. I, I mean, my gut says that they are going to be the number three team in the division. Like you said, that outfield, I mean, they've got, you know, Kevin Plar, who I love. Um, you know, he's a good outfielder, but the rest, you know, there might be some question there. Um, you've got a good infield if they stay healthy. That's, that's a big if there. Um, I mean, there's just so many wild cards in that lineup. Justin Smoke, you know, he, he could hit the ball a mile but he can also strike out a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Josh Donaldson's always going to be a stud for them, but is oh, yeah, he going to be there come trade deadline? You know, who, who knows, you know, uh, I mean, um, you know, I'm not crazy about their outfield, but I do like Randall Grishick. <laughs> you know, um, they have an old outfield, you know, uh, Steve Pierce is 35 years old. Curtis Granderson, who is a player I love, by the way, but, uh, you know, he's 37 years old. Aside um, of $15 million they're paying him, that's insane. Uh, but, you know, um, Curtis Granderson's old. So, 
they're definitely going to have to get younger out mm-hmm. in the outfield. Um, but they are a team I like um, because, you know what, Toronto always seems to find a way, right? Uh, they just always seem to find a way to get into the playoffs over the last several years, and I see them doing the same thing. Um, you know, I think they have a, a better pitching staff than the Yankees, um, but, you know, if you as you've mentioned several times, the Yankees' bats are, are just filthy, and they definitely don't have the lineup that New York has, but they definitely have a better pitching staff. Yeah, I mean – Honestly, at this point, if you told me that they that the Blue Jays would find a way to get into the playoffs, it wouldn't surprise me. If you told me that the Blue Jays are going to hit the trade deadline and have a fire sale, that would not surprise me either. I mean, it's just that position. Like, I honestly thought that you know they might trade Donaldson during the off season. Obviously, it didn't happen, but if it did, I, you know, it seems like the perfect fit for a trade partner is, is a team that they already made a deal with for a guy that you just mentioned a moment ago in Randall Grishik. I think Donaldson to St. Louis makes a ton of sense. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I think it's, I mean, like I said, I love Curtis Granderson. I always have, but they've got a lot of, a lot of age on that roster and, you start dealing with an older lineup, you just never know what is going to happen because we're not talking about older as in they are in the, their prime or just maybe starting to get past the, the, their prime. You got several guys that are obviously on the backside of their careers right now. Mm-hmm. You're right. And, and uh, you know, getting rid of, getting rid of Batista. And, um, you know, losing Edwin to the Indians, uh, you know, they lost a lot of power in their lineup. Um, but I, I still believe in them. I really do. And I believe in them because of why they're pitching staff. So if their bats can can stay alive during the season, um, that's what I'm counting on on my big prediction, um, you know, with the Yankees is that their bats uh, will stay alive just enough to get them into the second spot and into the first wild card. Uh because you're you're only going to see one team out of this division make the playoffs or um, uh, make a wild card. I'm sorry. Um, so um, you know it's either going to be the Yankees or Blue Jays, and I could see it going both ways. Uh, you know, uh, if the Yank or if the Blue Jays completely fell apart, the Yankees are going to w- run away with second place in that division. But I just don't see that happening. I have the belief that they're going to stay up there all year, and they're going to take over the second spot towards the end of the year. Okay, so give us so give us your uh, prediction for the final standings when we get to the end of the season for the American League East. Whoo! In April, all right. Um, well, I mean, the Reds, as we did last week, you know, don't. I mean, not. I'm not saying records. Let's just talk about where they're going to finish. I, I believe that the Red Sox uh, are going to uh, win this division um, by seven or eight games. Um, but I do think you're going to see um, Toronto in second. And right, right, right behind them, uh, you're going to see the Yankees in third. I think that you're going to see uh, Baltimore in fourth and Tampa Bay in fifth. Um, the only, uh, you know, difference, the huge difference would be Tampa Bay and Baltimore down at the bottom of the, uh, bottom of the division um, because I, I'm with you. I think Tampa Bay will trade Chris Archer and um, trade a couple other people. And I think that um, – 
Uh, Gomez. Gomez is another player I could see the, uh, Tampa Bay trading at the trade deadline if he keeps having a solid year. Um, but he's so arrogant, many teams don't want him. But, you know, um, so Baltimore, listen, Baltimore has the worst pitching staff in baseball. Not even close. Not even close. Baltimore has the worst uh, pitching staff in baseball. They get rocked every night. Even worse than the Reds? Okay, that could be an argument. I'll give you that one. Uh, <laughs> the Reds are essentially a triple-A team, so I'll give you that one. Yeah. But um, they're right there with Cincinnati. I would put them tied even. I mean, Baltimore's pitching staff is horrific. You know, we just came off a series uh, with them. Cleveland did. And uh, as you know, I watch all my tribe games. And I'm telling you what, I have not seen that bad of a pitching staff in a long time. Um, you know, so um, they're going to struggle heavily. But I do think that they will still be ahead of Tampa Bay, as pathetic as that is, uh, at the end of the year. Because I believe that Tampa Bay is going to trade a lot of their players come trade deadline. Okay. So here's my rundown. And, we're, and we got a little bit of variance here. Um, and I'm excited to talk about why I think uh, one in particular um, standing is going to be a little bit different. Um, if we look at the standings right now as it is, Boston, New York, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Baltimore, I'm going with that standing, honestly. Uh, I think Boston is going to win the division. Like I said you know, in our first episode, I won't be surprised if they win it comfortably. Uh, I think you're probably in the right range there with that seven, eight game win. Um, I think the Yankees are, you know, their their power is going to be enough to get them into the playoffs. Uh, I do think that they go out and they get a pitcher or maybe even two at the deadline. Um, and that puts Toronto at in that third spot um, because at this point, no one knows what Toronto's going to do. Um, you know, if we get to the deadline and they – they say, "Hey, we're not in it," and we then sh- they they start uh, selling off players. Then that really mixes up these bottom three. But I think the reason I'm going to put Tampa Bay above Baltimore is for this reason right here. I agree with you that they are going to look to trade guys like Archer and Gomez. Um, but I think even with the guys that they could potentially move, that what they will have left after those. Um, making those trades is going to be closer to what they have right now than what Baltimore will have if they decide to have a fire sale, right? If they, if they, if Baltimore starts going in and they say, Hey, we're just way out of this and they move Machado. I think it's going to lead to them saying we're open for business. Adam Jones, Chris Davis, all these big names become available in Baltimore. And if they move them all, then it becomes a drastically different team that is going to, and you pair that with that poor pitching that you were talking about, and they are they could just really, really hit bottom very quickly if they move a lot of those guys that are there. Uh, and that's why I must say that they're going to finish in that last spot because I think that that's what we could be looking at come the middle of the summer. Hey, and you're absolutely right. I mean, with that pitching staff, you could absolutely see them finishing fifth. And, uh, you know, in that uh, quick prediction that I just made, I didn't count in uh, Baltimore trading Machado either. So, uh, you know, you could be right. I'm almost uh, willing to trade my picks there um, with Baltimore finishing in last uh, due to me forgetting about Machado. Um, But I do want to say this, and I don't say this to you often, Eric, but you are correct, sir. Uh, (laughs) Thus far, Cincinnati 
has allowed 149 runs, and Baltimore has allowed 140, uh, second to last uh, behind the Cincinnati Reds. So I'll give you that one. I mean, I've been used to uh, keeping track of, of struggling teams throughout my uh, history as a fan. <laughs> so I guess it's just natural for me to pay attention to it, Ryan. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, Ryan, you got any uh, any final thoughts that you want to throw in this week before we sign off? I, I feel like um, – you know, we this was a solid, a solid conversation here. I, I feel like, um, you know, the American League East is going to be a fun race to watch, uh, but ultimately it's going to be Boston's to lose. So, I mean, anything you want to add in before we get out of here? Yeah, you know, I want to talk about um, just for a minute a few teams here. You know, uh, Arizona guys. Uh, I know our our topic tonight was the AL East, but I am going to venture off a little bit. Arizona's sitting at 18 and 7 right now, uh, playing terrific baseball. Um, you know, their pitching staff has been lights out this year, uh, plus 40 differential already this year. Um, I'm very, very impressed with them. Um, you know, the Central and the National League is looking really intriguing thus far. The NL uh, East is an absolute wet or, or, or mess right now. I mean, absolute mess. Um, who knows what's going to happen there? Um, you know, the West um, in the American League side is, whoo, that's fun. You know, um, Cleveland's already got a four-game lead uh, in the Central. They're going to do what everyone thinks. And a- as you mentioned, you know, the Red Sox. Uh, but, you know, the AL East, I'm so glad that we picked this week to talk about them with two teams within the division with a six-game or more winning streak right now in the Yankees and the Rays. So, um, I mean, some great baseball being played right now. I'm so excited for the rest of the year and uh, just to see how this all shakes out. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I think you hit on something uh, very interesting there, Ryan, that we should, you know, maybe we should throw it up on our Twitter account as a, uh, as a poll. What division do you guys want to hear us discuss next week? Um, You know, I think the National League West, you're right, there's a lot, a lot of interest. I mean, did we expect Arizona to come out and be on top at this point with uh, powerhouses like the Dodgers? And, you know, obviously Colorado had a good year last year. San Francisco adding some, you know, very big names to their roster over the offseason. So make sure you guys go to uh, our Twitter uh, page that is at out of the pen underscore TS at out of the pen underscore TS. And we will make sure to get that, uh, that poll up on there and we'll find out who you guys want us to talk about next week. You know, what division is it going to be the National League West? Do we want to go to the American League West and talk about Otani? And let's, let's hope that, uh, that, that injury is not something that's of much concern. Cause obviously neither one of us are angels fans, but I think we are both, uh, very excited about what Otani brings to the game and we don't want to see him out for an extended period of time. So hopefully that's not a big deal, but make sure you guys go on to the, um, to the Twitter account. As I said, vote in the poll this week, help us decide what our discussion topic for next week is going to be. And make sure you guys watch on, um, on Wednesdays, we're going to put out every Wednesday, a, you know, Twitter topic, um, where we want you guys to respond to our tweet. Tell us what's something that's going on in baseball that you would like to see us talk about. You know, last week we had that great topic from I am Nate dog talking about um, the pace of play rules. Um, 
I'm excited to hear what you guys are concerned about, what you guys find interesting, because we want to discuss those topics uh, and, and basically have an extended conversation with you guys beyond just what me and Ryan do here on the show. Um, and with that, you guys can reach out to us anytime. We are on Twitter as well. You can find me at Eric Austin three. That is Eric Austin number three. Ryan, where can people hit you up at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Cameron 22. And before we sign off, folks, uh, one thing I do want to mention, some very exciting stuff coming up. We're going to announce some other stuff uh, next uh, Friday on the show. Uh, but make sure to tune in on Thursday. Um, I'm going to be interviewing one of my favorite people in baseball, uh, Mr. Andre Knott, the uh, sideline reporter for the Cleveland Indians. It's going to be a great conversation. We're not just going to be talking about the Indians. We're going to be talking about baseball in general. So make sure to tune on, uh, tune in for that next Thursday. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you guys will catch that on the Trackstar Sports Network. Um, it'll be a special um, publication on there. So make sure you click on that. Listen to that. I'm excited to hear um, Ryan's conversation. You know, it's a great opportunity for him, obviously. Um, talking to to one of the great guys in the game uh, that and, and someone that's got real good insight into what's going, along, going on around the league. Um, guys, make sure you – Listen, make sure you guys share the link with uh, any baseball fans you know. It helps us out tremendously. We would not be able to sit here and be three, you know, almost a month in to the show already, which is crazy, without your guys' support. Um, it's been phenomenal. We are loving what we're hearing from you guys, and we look forward to it growing and, and, and you guys helping that expand. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you hit that share button. Uh, tell your friends about us. And remember – New episodes each and every Saturday right here on Trackstar Sports on iTunes, Google Play, Podcast Republic, as we talked about earlier. I mean, anywhere that you guys get podcasts, we are there. So, you know, until then, we will see you guys next week. See you, Ryan. See you next week, guys. Go drive.